Hi guys, welcome back to Psyched Combos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to be talking about loneliness. Before we get started on the episode today, I just wanted to take a quick minute here to talk about the 13-day self-esteem challenge that we are hosting right now. So as this comes out, it'll be day five of the challenge, which still means there's plenty of time to get in on it if you have not yet. So there are 13 days total. Uh, The videos are fairly short, only around 10 minutes long each. So you definitely have a lot of time to still catch up and join that challenge if you would like to. We are talking all about self-esteem, how to really gain awareness of where you are at with your self-esteem and how to grow and develop it from there. And all the ladies in there are really enjoying it so far. seems like they're getting a lot of great takeaways. So definitely get in on that if you want to learn how to grow and develop your own self-esteem. And like I said, there's definitely enough time still to get in on it. So there's a link in the show notes to join the Facebook group for that. And that's where all the videos and all the journal prompts are going to be posted for you to have there. So get in as soon as possible. And otherwise, we will dive right into the episode. So today we are talking about loneliness. Um, This was, again, uh, requested by a listener as a topic that they wanted us to discuss. So first, we're going to start off talking about some of the misconceptions of loneliness. So the first one is we have to be physically alone to be lonely. So... Yeah, this one is uh, not true. <laughs> um, a lot of times, and I'm sure most of you guys can relate to this, that you have felt lonely or just felt out of place, uncomfortable, even when you're surrounded by a lot of people. So I know I felt this for sure. If you're like at a party with a bunch of people and maybe you're not really comfortable with everyone there, you don't feel very um, uh, together. You don't feel very connected. <laughs> so. Right. Right. And it, and it's typically, you know, and how pervasive that might be is um, depending on if you feel that way with relationships in your life mostly, or is it just a specific uh, group of people? But yeah, if you don't feel a connection, like a deeper, authentic connection with people. Um, so even if you're with, a, with people and you don't feel that, you can have a sense of loneliness. So... Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one. I think that people need to kind of realize that, especially during this this time when we are physically alone more more often than not, and most likely there's definitely people out there living alone who are working from home who now don't get to see their friends or family. Um, That doesn't mean that those people are all feeling lonely, though. Like you said, it doesn't have to do with the physical uh, distance. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, some people I think who are still working from home, they're probably connecting with people online. And so they're having an ability to communicate with people, but people who have lost their jobs and perhaps are living alone, they probably may have um, more difficulty right now with loneliness. True. Right. Yeah. mm -hmm. Definitely not saying that it it, it makes it harder, obviously, uh, to feel connected when you are physically alone. Uh, but not, it's not, the two are not definitely uh, coincided or um, connected necessarily. Right, right. All right. So the next misconception is loneliness is only bad or only a bad feeling. 
And this is also not true because there are times where when you are feeling lonely, you can use that feeling to begin to kind of really see where that's coming from. And it can allow you to really learn more about yourself and you can grow and develop a lot from those feelings and from that place of loneliness. Right. And a lot of times um, that is uh, a time that we become, we kind of explore our creative side. So some people dig more into, you know, some of the things that, you know, maybe, maybe writing or, um, you know, as reflection uh, start in activities, um, writing poetry, um, anything like that. But um, it can definitely bring that out in you if you're feeling lonely. Um, so it can be a time of um, positive growth. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right. So now we are going to talk about what exactly is loneliness. So loneliness is more the feeling we get when our need for rewarding social contact and relationships is not met. But like we said earlier, it's not always the same as being alone because many people choose to be alone voluntarily um, and live happily like that without a lot of contact with other people. Um, while others may not vibe with this, <laughs> this might not be what they uh, like. Right. And there are definitely people, some people are more, let's say, introverted, uh, some are more extroverted. And so if you tend to be more extroverted, being alone uh, probably is where you feel more lonely because you get your regeneration by interacting with people, whereas people who are more introverted, actually they rejuvenate when they're alone and it's a lot it's kind of exhausting to be in a group of people that's kind of where their energy is drained so mm -hmm. so depending on what side of the spectrum you fall you may feel more at home with people or without people and then the the reverse is what where you experience the loneliness the most right and yeah. especially you'll get more of these feelings of loneliness um, when you don't feel understood by other people or cared for by the people around you. So again, this is coming back to the inauthentic relationships with people. So if you have a lot of surface level relationships, if you don't really feel like you have these deep connections with people, that's definitely a time when you would probably get more feelings of loneliness. Um, so right. once again, bringing back to the point that it really doesn't matter if you're around people or not. Um, it's really more about those actual connections that you have with the people close to you and how you feel about those connections with those people. And if you feel understood and heard by the by those people. Right, right. Yeah, and I think the um, that you know when you are when you are feeling lonely, um, you often have a feeling of sadness or distress, um, and about being by yourself. And so at that point, it may be really hard. Even though what may help is to reach out and connect with others, that may be very hard at that moment because you don't have the energy to do it. And so it sort of is a vicious circle. It sort of um, compounds that um, since you know that, you know, your, your loneliness is actually hindering you from taking steps to help yourself in uh, uh, improving your feelings. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's also important to recognize there's um, different levels of loneliness. So uh, there's a there's more of a transient loneliness um, or something that's more chronic. So transient would be more because of maybe some kind of changes in your life, um, maybe some kind of loss or transition in some some way. And so there's you may have a feeling of loneliness, but um, that it would lift. It, over a period of time because you've adjusted um, to that change. But chronic would be something where it's a little, it's more pervasive throughout your life. So, um, you know, having it more often than not. And um, so that would be more problematic, definitely. And if that, if you continue to experience that for most of your life, it definitely is related to health issues. Um, it has been uh, studied to f uh, found that it can relate to some like heart disease or high blood pressure, um, even some cognition problems and of course la lack of willpower. So, um, so definitely it's um, more problematic if it's chronic. So it sounds like, um, to me it almost sounds like someone who is depressed or in a state of depression. And also going along with anxiety too, because I think sometimes people can um, be, have like social anxiety basically. And so mm -hmm. do you know if anxiety and depression are the causes of loneliness or if they are more of the effects of loneliness? You know, I think it's sort of like they say, asking if it's the chicken or the egg, it really um, they just kind of go in a vicious circle. And um, so one influences the other. So let's say if you're depressed, you typically isolate yourself and you typically withdraw. And so you may feel very disconnected um, with people and social connection. And so that causes you to feel depressed. And then on the other hand, if you realize that, you know, really you should be reaching out uh, to others, but if that gives you a sense of anxiety uh, in terms of, you know, maybe fearing rejection in some way or, you know, just um, fearing what could happen. So now your anxiety is preventing you from making a connection with people, social connection. And so it, it brings you back to the loneliness again, which then can bring on depression, which, you know, so it becomes a, a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then why do we have feelings of loneliness? So I guess we could bring up the, like you said, anxiety and depression. So if, if anxiety and depression are more the cause, we do have episodes on, an, on anxiety and depression where we talk more about those t causes, which would be again, a, then potentially a cause for loneliness. But um, if we're just strictly talking about loneliness, uh, we have basically kind of, I think, two different uh, types of causes. And I think they go back again to your chronic versus transient uh, types of loneliness. So when it's more transient, it's more based on, I think, something external and something that um, is more temporary. So like a breakup or a divorce, or like you said, moving um, mm -hmm. something where, or some the death of someone close to you. These are things that are right. more outside of our control, more external things that are causing us these more temporary feelings of loneliness. 
Um, yeah, and a good example would be this situation right now, the mm -hmm. physical isolation, because we have to do the social distancing. And again, depending on um, what your situation is at home, if you're still working, uh, you still are finding some ways to connect. Um, if you're alone but not working, maybe that has hindered you from making those connections. And so you can feel more lonely at this time. And right. um, you know, for example, too, some a lot of times older people feel more lonely because they are more, uh, they're less likely to go out and engage with others, um, feel not a part of things. And so they may, or they may be more, you know, happen to be more ill more often. Mm -hmm. um, um, also, people that gen may lack just kind of, um, uh, overall social skills, lacking being able to connect, uh, so they aren't able to forge those relationships um, for whatever reason, um, that may be causing a feeling of loneliness as well, so. Right, right. Yeah. And then that more though goes to the transient type of loneliness, but then there's the chronic loneliness, which I think stems more from the low self-esteem or learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and I, I guess, um, you know, when you're looking at, uh, you know, just when I was saying about social skills, I would almost put that in the category of the more chronic, because mm -hmm. I think if it's a way of relating in the world, then that's something about, you know, how you're, how you're behaving in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that would be more related to the chronic, right. but um, definitely, you know, I think we learn how to deal with situations from our uh, most important role models tending to be our parents. So depending on how they learn to deal with loneliness or how they dealt with connecting with people, anything like that, that may affect how you're um, experiencing or expressing loneliness um, if that's how they were. Um, and then again, I think self-esteem is kind of an overall <laughs> uh, hindrance in so many ways and loneliness may be a very big part of that if you're not feeling good about yourself you may prevent yourself or not feel comfortable about reaching out um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable so that you can make connections with others um, well, you know you so you hold back I think when you have low self-esteem, you don't feel, since you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel comfortable about, about yourself, you may put on a more of an image um, that's not really true to who you are, which also, again, yes. makes it connecting with people a lot harder because you're not really connecting with people based on who you really are. You're putting out this facade of a person. You know, one of the examples I think of is somebody that, you know, you're looking at maybe that walks in a room or something and they have kind of a look um, that is very standoffish and maybe you have an impression that they're, you know, they're stuck up and <laughs> you, you don't want to talk to them. Who do they think they are? Mm -hmm. And, and underlying that facade is very possibly somebody who's very, um, very lonely and just doesn't know how it feels very uncomfortable and, and scared about, being vulnerable and connecting and so they're yeah. kind of hiding it through this stern mask mm -hmm. um you know so that so sometimes that's really the issue not that they are stuck up or whatever so right, you never right. know what's underneath kind of 
the initial way somebody, um, you know, presents themselves. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so how can we overcome loneliness? The most important thing that we can work on. Um, so again, going back to the transient versus chronic. So the transient thing, things causes for loneliness were more like moving or a breakup or things like that. Things on the X on more of the external side of, of things. Um, and there is an adjustment time frame for these types of life changes or shifts and people will naturally overcome these feelings of loneliness over time. Uh, just because typically these people are, I mean, not always, but if you have healthy self-esteem, if you didn't have trouble making connections previously and you're able to go out and make connections, these life shifts and these life changes are going to naturally dissipate over time. And eventually you'll be able to make new connections if you've moved or if you've gone through a breakup, you know, reconnecting with friends or maybe starting a new relationship. Yeah. A good rule of thumb is, um, you know, particularly if you uh, maybe move to a new location or start a new job is like uh, six months to a year. Um, so about around six months, you'll start feeling pretty comfortable. And then by a year, pretty much you're, you're pretty much all the way there. So, uh, so that's sort of a gauge. I'm sure that's, you know, varies with people, but, um, but so with these, um, just transitional times in life, that is about the kind of time frame you might uh, expect to feel the loneliness. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, like if you normally don't feel feelings of loneliness and you did just have one of these life transitions, that feelings of loneliness is going to happen and it's normal and not to get freaked out about it. And if you've been able to make connections in the past and normally don't have those feelings of loneliness, that just recognizing that this is a time period and it's just going to pass naturally for you and you eventually will not have these feelings as much anymore. Right. If you have expectations that you should be uh, a lot further along in uh, making an adjustment adjustment, um, then you'll possibly hinder that um, process of just gradually becoming um, more connected. But mm -hmm. so there, so don't give yourself a time frame. Right. Just acknowledge that this makes sense because I just made all these changes or this mm -hmm. big change has happened in my life. And so of course, this is where I'm going to be at this time. And right. I'll, um, and, and I'll, it'll get better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Um, but then moving into the more chronic part of loneliness, so where that's more coming from low self-esteem, how can we get over those feel feelings of loneliness caused by more of that low self-esteem? Well, I think one of the most important things is um, loneliness is not a fact, it's a feeling. So sometimes we think that loneliness is, you know, that's just what it is. It's a fact. I'm, I'm lonely. But uh, it's truly just a feeling that we're experiencing. So I think it's important to designate that as being, being that. So that's one thing. Um, I think being really aware of, you know, if you're having negative judgment uh, or critical thoughts about yourself, so that may compound your feelings of loneliness. They, that may make you feel less likely to reach out. Uh, you may feel more that there's a chance of rejection if you reach out, if you have these negative thoughts about yourself. So that um, can play a part. Uh, so I think it's important to be aware of those and check 
check that you're monitoring that, you know, not allowing yourself to get carried away with those thoughts. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important to, you know, if you know you need to make a connection with people, that you make an actual plan to reach out. Um, so, um, where can you find, think about where maybe you can find like-minded people uh, that you can connect with, that you feel you have a commonality with. Uh, so purposely really focus on how do I, what kind of plan can I come up with to, to do that? So Put I think that's in, a, a, in that situation. Right. You'll meet right. those people. Right, right. And, you know, with online stuff or with, I always refer to this meetup.com. <laughs> they have all kinds of different, I don't know if you know, people out there use that, but there's all different types of groups uh, of people with different interests. And, you, and it, do, it shows you where these groups are per like your zip code. Um, so you could log in your zip code and then see a list of groups for particular interests that you might have. And then, and then they have meeting times and stuff like that. And so that's a way to connect with people that have similar interests. So I always yeah, think that's and I a, think, and I think now, I mean, I haven't really looked into this too much, but I know for sure I've heard about, there's a lot more online opportunities now to connect. So obviously mm -hmm. there, there, was ever since social media came about that was a way to start connecting but there's i think a lot more um intentional groups put up that have gotten mm -hmm. started now because of the quarantine and there's i think a lot of like i know one of one i don't remember her name but um she has started like a support group sort of thing she's a therapist and she um does a weekly uh zoom meeting every week where people can come and just like talk to her about certain things that are going on feelings of loneliness things like that so um mm -hmm. even finding those groups that can help you push yourself out of your comfort zone and and try to make more connections with people too and it might be a good place for people definitely who have some social anxiety because sometimes uh people struggle with actually physically going out there. So it might be a small step in towards actually making connections with people before you actually go out there. And so that, you know, doing something online might make that transition to uh, further go out there, um, you know, a little easier to get right. to. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think another thing that can be helpful is bringing your focus to the needs and feelings of others. So a lot of time we are so focused on our own things uh, that we don't think that anybody else is experiencing anything negative. Um, but if we start really tuning into other people's feelings or things that they need, you know, kind of recognizing that, it can take our focus off of our own stuff mm -hmm. and kind of help us realize that, you know what, I you know, I don't have it quite as bad. I mean, this person has, has this and, you know, so it gives you some perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I think that can be, um, you know, another way to help yourself out of that. Right. So, um, and then, you know, when we approach like new activities or, or new kinds of things, a lot of times we might have certain expectations that it's supposed to be come out this way or if I don't like it then all is lost kind of thing so we expect we have these certain expectations of how it's supposed to go and I think it's really important to just 
when you're trying something new or trying to see if you um, find a group that fits for you or a group of people that fits for you to go with a open a sense of openness and curiosity so sort of be open to whatever happens and you may find that you like it you may not but but the bottom line is you go if you go with certain expectations you kind of cut off um you kind of narrow your focus and so you limit yourself to what you're looking for rather than kind of looking at the whole picture and maybe finding out some things that you didn't think you you would like but you actually do or or something interesting so i think it's good to definitely keep that in mind right um and then probably i'll I would think that people that have um, more of a chronic loneliness tend to have um, lower self-esteem. So, because when we're not feeling really good about ourselves, um, if we feel a lot of negativity toward ourselves, we're um, probably not going to want to go out there and be vulnerable um, and we'll fear rejection. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so we will, we'll, we won't risk, you know, going out there. So, kind of really looking, beginning to look at building healthy self-esteem and learning how to provide yourself with kindness, uh, self-acceptance, compassion, um, so that, um, so that, you know, you are able to reach out to people. And also when you do that, I think that starts helping you develop a sense of feeling enjoyment when you are alone. So, you know, when you're okay with who you are and you have a healthy self-esteem you can find it definitely gives you the time you can really truly enjoy the time you have alone right so so that definitely is important yeah Yeah. and I think like I I think we kind of realize more and more like the two things that I come to uh notice that we end up talking about a lot is awareness (laughs) That's always the first step, I feel like, into fixing a problem or getting over something, but then also self-esteem. So building, like, a lot of things stem come from our sense of self-esteem and stem from there. Right. And uh, once we can really build healthy self-esteem and grow that, that really can change so much in our lives, not just loneliness, not just depression, anxiety, like, it really affects every facet of our life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, awareness definitely because so often we're very programmed on, we're on automatic in our lives. We kind of just go through, everything is pretty, um, pretty programmed. We, we just, we pretty much react versus intentionally act. Mm -hmm. And um, so we want to look at what we want to go behind what the reacting is and before we just keep engaging in those behaviors. So we have to really look internally and see what, what is that step-by-step process that leads us to um, engage in those behaviors that aren't, aren't so healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add? Uh, No, I think we covered it. Cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. 
Thanks again for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is definitely a big topic of discussion, especially during this time. So we would love if you could share this episode with someone who you think may need it, may need to hear this stuff. Um, we hope it helps you. We hope it can help other people that you maybe share it with. Um, also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, that would be awesome. We would love to see um, more people listening and getting this type of information. Also, if you haven't yet, definitely make sure to follow us on Instagram at Psyched Convos. And once again, we are hosting a 13-day self-esteem challenge that's happening in our Psyched Facebook group. And it's not too late to join that. So definitely get in on that as well. There's a lot of great people in there getting a lot of great takeaways. We are loving what we're seeing so far. So definitely not too late to join that. The link again is in the show notes to join that Facebook group and it's everything's happening in there. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. And we well, can't wait to talk to you next week.